Welcome to MPN. Very excited to be back. This episode is a little quickie. We wanted to bring up after the last build a film we did, which was Oscar bait um, with the Oscars coming up kind of a companion podcast. I uh, was able to, I don't know how we got you. I don't know how we were able to swing the schedule, but we're able to bring back our last guest. Casey McCarran is also here and we're going to talk about our Oscar picks for this weekend. So hopefully you can listen to this and you can get some insight. If you haven't seen some of the movies, if you're figuring out which ones are the favorites and which ones you want to pick, if you want to get an edge at your party, uh, <laughs> you can go ahead and, uh, and and take our picks, I guess, and uh, hopefully not laugh at them come Monday. Or at least Monday. they'll tie us, the people that would be here, they'll... That's true. There will be a lot of people here watching, and we hope yeah. we have other people that are listening that maybe aren't at the party, we hope. But Casey, yeah. how are you? Are you well? I'm good. I'll okay. be honest. You got me because I live here. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. We did establish that you do roomies. live here. We're roomies. Roomies. Um, but yeah, we wanted to do this uh, or talk a little bit about it uh, with the last Build-A-Film, but since it was kind of like rushed weekend of to do that we didn't really we hadn't looked you know I mean we knew who the nominees were and stuff like that but we hadn't really like thought about it and uh, we wanted to get the last one done so we didn't want to spend too much time looking over the nominees and stuff like that so but that's what this is for separate podcast yeah yeah so what we'll do is we're going to trade off. We're each going to give our picks in every specific category <laughs> as our dog just drinks water she's just going to make noise the whole cannot. time doesn't not get it no. so we're gonna trade off reading the different nominees nominees if you want to follow along i don't know if they're all exactly the same but we use the vanity fair official 2018 oscar ballot so you can go and download that and you can use that as your compendium with which to listen to this episode so i guess without any further ado do you have anything else to add before we get started I don't think so. We can start. So we're going to um, build to best picture and stuff. So we're going to start um, with the shorts. We probably don't have too much to, to say about them. You know, it's kind of like a shot in the dark or if you want to like see what seems to be popular right now and stuff like that. Your dog. Unbelievable. Anyway, so let's just start. Okay. Short film animated. We have Dear Basketball, Garden Party, Lou, Negative Space, and Revolting Rhymes. What did you have picked? I picked Deer Basketball. So did I. Uh, I think it's because these types of movies or this type of category, if you can draw any sort of star power to it, both for the broadcast and for the Academy to bring them a little bit of cachet, I think this is kind of the right idea. And it's Kobe Bryant. The music's by John Williams. I think it's kind of a slam dunk for it. <sighs> Okay, moving on. Next moving one. Moving on. Short film live action. We have DeKalb Elementary, The Eleven O'Clock, My Nephew Emmett, The Silent Child, and Watu Wote, colon, All of Us. So this one I picked DeKalb Elementary, and my note was, uh, yeah, DeKalb Elementary. And then I looked up what it's actually about. School shooting? It's about a school shooting. Yeah. Now, I know that they had had to get the ballots in by a certain date, so I don't think that the horrific events in Parkland would have influenced it, but it was still in the national thought, you know, process and stuff like that back when they did it. So that's why I picked it. I feel like it's timely and it's a, you know, it could be very affecting. 
Mm-hmm. I picked the same. Okay. All right. Two Next. for two. Documentary short. We'll spend more time, but with these ones anyway. Documentary short subject. Um, Edith and Eddie. Heaven is a traffic jam on the 405. Which I've seen signs for. Have you not seen? I've seen so- like people put no, up. No, but like I'm nowhere near the 405 yeah. when Neither I'm driving I, around. Yeah. Okay. Um, heroin, knife skills, and traffic stop. What'd you pick? Heroin. So did I. Yeah. I picked heroin. It just sounds official and it sounds dangerous. And it's about the opioid epidemic. That's it. <laughs> we did it. Visual effects. We've got Blade Runner 2049. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong, Skull Island, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. I picked War for the Planet of the Apes. I feel like anytime these movies are in this category, it tends to win. Uh, as And as my friend Clayton said on our top 10 list, a man became an ape and he just jumped on a horse and rode away and he totally bought every single minute of it. Have they Didn't... won? They've been nominated both times, but I have like they won? I think they won, haven't they? had to have. The, 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 the transformation to Caesar is incredible. I'm not, I'm not saying it, it's not. I picked it as well. Um, it's a really good group, though. I feel like, you know, I there isn't one in there that I if they won, I'd be like, oh, why did that one win? You know, there's nothing in there that's disappointing. So, um, but yeah, no, it, it's... It's amazing, the visuals in it, because you do. You completely believe that all of these different apes are interacting together. And you don't think like, wow, that's not real. You know, you just completely believe it. So yeah, you great. go for it. Yeah. Well, I guess it didn't win the first time. It, it should have been. It was nominated in 2012. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what you're doing. I just thought you were just, yeah. just like on your phone being No, rude. no, I was, trying to, I was trying to look it up. So I have War for the Planet of the Apes. So, I mean, even if it hasn't won... This should be. This is definitely a good year for it. But yeah, I agree. There's a lot of good stuff in there, though. Um, what's next? Okay, film editing: Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I have Baby Driver here because oh. uh, I want it to win something. Maybe it's just sort of me putting it out into the world and just sort of forcing it to happen possibly Mm -hmm. like hey you you visualize it but i think the editing is the thing that makes the movie and again it's kind of tough with a lot of these categories because you don't really know what the what's the like how do we score this or how, how do we pick what the best one is because baby driver certainly is the movie that has the most editing and it's the one where it's the most prevalent and you notice it the most so does that make it the best just because it's the most i mean i don't know memento didn't win and that was pretty impressive editing wise so i'm still gonna cross my fingers for it it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't win but i'm i'm gonna put my vote out there for it uh i picked dunkirk because i feel like of all of them, really, like Baby Driver and Dunkirk, I feel like the editing on those kind of stands out more than the than the rest of them. Yeah, it makes know, a difference. I don't know if you really yeah. notice it at that much in, in the others. Um, and I don't feel like people are going to vote for Baby Driver. Not that I don't want them to. If Baby Driver wins any any of the awards that it's nominated for, which I, it probably won't, I would love this one the most. I would love it to win anything. It is my favorite film of the year. I just don't think that it's going to win if I had, you know, like a should and a will, like I'd want it to win, but I don't think that it will. So I'm voting for Dunkirk to win film editing. Okay. So moving on to production design, we've got Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, 
Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. This one I had a huff, I had a tough time with. I had it down to Blade Runner and The Shape of Water, and I eventually went with The Shape of Water. I really wanted to go with Blade Runner, but I feel like with The Shape of Water, what they were able to do just sort of on a very shoestring budget kind of had that really gorgeous 50s design it had yeah. a sort of a throwback sort of thing and that's where this award kind of skews a little bit but very memorable a lot of it i mean if you think about the the water inside the bathroom and the it's a very striking the um scene where are the, the the sequences where the tank is taking place and yeah things the like whole that. like so, it's not a factory but like the building that they're in yeah, and it's the like hallways and yeah and yeah. that and then also their apartments that are right next to each other and like the inside of them and you have the movie theater as well like it's mm-hmm. all yeah no i chose the shape of water as well not that any any of them look beautiful I yeah mean, really it's like you could pick any one of them and it's it looks great i mean beauty and the beast i mean could win this it's like they they made a castle it's just it, you know it looks great but i picked the shape of water my initial uh, my initial leaning was towards Blade Runner because I was just thinking about the amazing sets and uh, like, or the amazing like downtown in San Angeles and even the stuff inside uh, when he goes back to meet Harrison Ford. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Blade Runner could probably win for. I talked a lot about it on the top 10 podcast, mm-hmm. um, but that was my, uh, you know, 50, 50, but I feel like it shape yeah. of water has more nominations and could probably take that one. Yeah. Um, who's next? Uh, cinematography. Yes. Okay. Here you go. This is there the one. That, that this is the one. the one that it will get. Yes. So we have uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. And I picked Blade Runner. Well, I would be very happy if it won production design. I don't think that it will, but I do think that Blade Runner will win cinematography. <laughs> yes, and I, we certainly again, it's one of those. We certainly hope that it will. Uh, I. Okay. It's, no, I it's mean, I, time. It's, it's going to happen. I Roger Deakins like. has shot a lot of beautiful things. That fourteen. Have, He's had fourteen nominations that have not won. So it's it's his it, it's it's the Deakins reckoning. That's what it is. I think yeah. it's time. Because I think he should have won for uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Yeah, which you haven't seen, right? I haven't. No. Gosh, you need to see it. I know, it's I'd like to see beautiful. That yeah, he he lost that year to an also a very pretty film. He lost to There Will Be Blood. Mm, okay. I like it. But the assassination does yeah. change is so pretty. Good year. Good year for yeah. cinematography that year. All right. So costume design, Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Victoria, and Abdul. For this one, I went with Phantom Thread. So be- did I. Because it's a movie about making clothing and dresses and mm-hmm. outfits and things like that. It's yeah. really very simple. I mean, I have no idea what is in the minds of the costume design voter. But so just in my sort of very limited brain, not galaxy brain, is like, it's a movie about making clothing. It should probably win an Oscar for making clothing. Yeah. And I feel like usually, you know, like period pieces that are big dresses and stuff like that um, tend to stand out. More than maybe like The Shape of Water that has kind of, you know, which usually would not have like a creature and stuff like that in it, but just general what looks like clothes kind of, like a period piece clothing. But um, like big dresses would tend to win, which would lean probably towards like Beauty and the Beast and Victoria and Abdul, but this one also has like gowns and things. And yeah, it is about fashion. The whole and, movie is about this topic. So. Yeah, and they're pristine. I mean, they just look fantastic. No, they're beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... So, yeah, what's up next? Makeup and hairstyling. 
Uh, so we have Darkest Hour, Victorian Abdul, and Wonder. And I picked Darkest Hour. Are we going to have the exact same? I mean, I know we, we, we I differed on editing. So. But... I don't think so. Um, okay, well, like we'll moving, get to it. Yeah. Moving forward, we'll it, yeah. we probably won't. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I guess if, you know, then either we'll be very right because we'll be on the same page or... Incredibly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You think we should hedge our bets? Maybe we could change some of them to some of the, some other ones just to try to hedge it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I have the same thing. Sixty pounds of makeup on Gary Oldman. No, and you don't you don't think about it. You're not like constantly thinking about it. it usually goes to the movie that kind of has the most makeup, also, because remember what won last year? Suicide Squad. Yeah. So, and it was even. Let me just say big snub that shape of water was not even nominated because the makeup in that is incredible yeah i know that's kind of a whole thing where i don't know if you'd think of that as like especially i don't know like it would yeah. be makeup no it, it should it, have been yeah i mean yeah. i don't know if they think of it it falls under visual effects but a lot of that stuff was practical that was kind of the point it was made for yeah. ten dollars so yeah yeah so for we're gonna sound and really mixing. the shape of water should have gotten more nominations probably so, yeah. yeah it only it only got 13 <laughs> so for sound mixing, mm-hmm. we've got uh, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. And I'm going to read to you uh, uh, some of the winners since the year 1995, and I want you to tell me what they have in common, okay? Uh, Braveheart, Saving Private Ryan, U571, <laughs> Pearl Harbor, Letters uh-huh. from Iwo Jima, The Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. Zero Dark Thirty, and American Sniper. Uh-huh. A lot of these are war films. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I have it backwards, but that's actually sound, the, the sound editing category. But war, the point is war movies usually take these awards. They do. Clearly. Yes. And um, so for sound mixing, I have Dunkirk just because I feel like oftentimes you'll see a double up on these. Mm-hmm. And I think mixing will go to Dunkirk. Okay. Um, yeah, these two categories, uh, I, I picked Dunkirk uh, as well um, because, yes, they do tend to go to, to war films. Oddly enough, sound editing and sound mixing I probably care the most about just because while I think that Dunkirk will win, my two favorite movies of the year are nominated in both of these categories. Well, should we, well let's just lump them together then. Okay. So why don't you right. go off with so the So sound editing, editing is yeah. Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. So it is the exact same for, for both of them. It's got the, my top three and four of my top five oh. in there. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I picked Dunkirk for both. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we also have a personal connection as mm-hmm. well. My cousin, Matt Wood, shout out Matt Wood, nominated in the sound editing category for the fourth time. I, again, would love for him to, to win. Yeah. The shout sound out. is great it in is. these films. It's so good. Yeah, they're good in everything. And, and, and I think same thing with the editing category. The sound in these films plays a major part in your enjoyment of the film mm-hmm. and also learning about characters and and unfolding the plot and things like that so they picked a good crop of um of films for sure for them but we have both have dunkirk for both right yeah we both have dunkirk for both you know My star wars star, star wars, wars you know is a war film in space it's I'll true just... it's in the title uh, it's yeah in the title so yeah yes yes it is so okay all right well we'll see so for original song we've got 
Mighty River by, uh, from Mudbound, Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, Stand Up for Something from Marshall, and This Is Me for The Greatest Showman. I picked This Is Me. I did as well. I think a lot of these categories, like the bigger kind of categories, it kind of comes down to two. Like there's one that I feel like people are leaning towards and then there's kind of like a runner-up that could be, you know, kind of like upsetting. So really I think this category comes down to two songs. It comes down to Remember Me from Coco and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. And I wouldn't have a problem if you voted for either one, really. No, I enjoy both of the songs. I enjoy them both and I think Coco has a better shot than I think we're giving credit for. I feel like it just seems like a slam dunk for it, but that's a great I mean it's a great great that's song that's great that it's very touching it'll make you cry and I feel like This Is Me can also kind of make you cry but like in an inspirational anthem sort of way like it's gonna go out and make you take over the world like so. you're gonna join the black parade or something you know that like that song really makes you feel something you know original score uh, Dunkirk Phantom Thread The Shape of Water Star Wars The Last Jedi and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri I chose The Shape of Water so did I I chose A Shape of Water. Great, beautiful piano, violin score mm-hmm. going on. It really goes along with the fairy tale aspect of the movie. Shout out John Williams for another nomination. Go him. For like 57,000 <laughs> nominations, even though he probably won't win. But yeah, I still pick Shape of Water for the um, score. And you did too. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. That's right. So for foreign language film... We've got A Fantastic Woman, The Insult, Loveless, On Body and Soul in the Square. And for this one, I went with A Fantastic Woman because I think this and The Square are the only ones I feel like that got a really major release and that are sort of in the collective conscious. And I'm sure that maybe the only two that other Academy voters have heard of. It seems that people are kind of leaning towards A Fantastic Woman and The Insult. Okay. Um... Oh, I was just going off of just no, stuff like, I heard of. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and before this, like the square is the only one that I that I had heard of. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, Daniela Vega from A Fantastic Woman, she is going to be presenting at the awards, and she will be the first openly transgender person to present at the Oscars. So that's a really interesting thing. I didn't know yeah, that. So all right, cool. Well, good for her. I also chose a fantastic woman. I don't know if I said that, but yes, so we both chose, chose okay. that one. Okay. So now... Documentary feature. Documentary feature. Is that me or you? I think you just read, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Go. Cool. Um, Abacus, Small Enough to Jail, Faces Places, Icarus, Last Man in Aleppo, and Strong Island. I chose Faces Places. Um, uh, oh. Oh, go ahead. I was debating between that and Icarus, but um, I ended up going with Faces Places. So we'll see if something that seems like it's a lighter category can actually win. I don't know. I went with Last Men in Ale- Last Men in Aleppo. Current events? Question mark. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Again, we 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 sort of slacked a little bit on the documentary this year. We normally feel like we see at least one or two of them, but yeah. this year there's just they don't really have the outreach. Well, we've like got a have. couple of days. That's true. We can still jam them in, I guess. But yeah. animated feature, we've got the Boss Baby, the Breadwinner, which I was actually surprised to see that that made it in there. Mm-hmm. The uh, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent, 
And to the surprise of no one, I went with Coco. Yeah. Box office winner, Pixar, nailing it. This uh, this feels like a kind of a low point in animated films as far as being nominated. Like usually I feel like there's, you know, there's a better crop where you're like, ah, maybe there's one that doesn't need to be in here, mm-hmm. but like the rest of them are strong. And I feel like, I mean, Coco probably would have won anyway, depending, you know, no matter what you had in there, but it, uh, not a strong year for animated yeah. films. I think, I mean, it's cool that the breadwinner and loving Vincent, both of them no, seem I, to be fine I've, movies on I've their heard own. They're, I've heard they're both good, but yeah. I don't feel, did the boss baby scream to you no. when you saw the trailer for it? Or like Ferdinand. I don't know if that really seems like it needs to be. Yeah. Anyway, so mm. we both picked Coco. Moving on. I don't think we need to spend too much yeah, time no. on it. Um, adapted screenplay. Call Me By Your Name. The Disaster Artist. Logan. Molly's Game. And Mudbound. And I picked Call Me By Your Name. So did I. I think this is, and I don't know, we'll get to it, some of the bigger awards, but I think that this is kind of the main one that it's probably going to win for me, I think. So I think it's yeah. this is kind of the time that this is the way that they can honor a movie that was so much about, uh, that they can honor a movie that was so good and not have to, you know, worry about giving it all the bigger big awards but this yeah, is sort of like the token oscar else. that it can win the guy who wrote it is 89 years I old know. that's yeah. really kind of cool though yeah. so, so original screenplay the big sick get out ladybird the shape of water and three billboards outside ebbing missouri i picked get out so did i oh okay well and the reason i did is that i think that my fantasy of get out winning best picture is probably just that a fantasy maybe I'm, maybe I i'm in the sunken place i think it's down to like four and it sounds like maybe it has a little more buzz than i thought it did like i still think it's kind of a long shot but it's in there where some other things may not be but i didn't think that it's i don't think it's gonna win so i did pick it for screenplay yeah i mean it's still a prestige award and if you think about it it's really an amazing journey for this movie from like sundance darling to box office gold to yeah. now like potentially Oscar and winning original screenplay. I mean, that's really, really cool. I mean, that's, that's a good way to honor a film. That's so of this time now. And I think that we'll end up remembering in five, 10 years, maybe as like, Oh yeah, that movie was mm-hmm. such a, it crystallized a, a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, go ahead. Next. Okay. Actor uh, in a supporting role. Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I picked Sam Rockwell. So did I. Like everybody else on the planet. He's won every award that there is. Yeah, there's um, going to be a lot of consensus, I I would guess, with the acting awards, I would say. It's an it's sort of unfortunate that yeah, there so isn't we'll, more of a scandal. We'll see but. if there's an upset. One of these has to have an upset. I this think. is this is where it would be, I think. You think so? Yeah, I think because I think... You think Willem Dafoe would get it? Yeah, I think Willem Dafoe had so much buzz and so much... People were talking about it so much when that movie came out. And he was just like, oh, he's a slam dunk to win the Oscar. And he was great. But Sam Rockwell is kind of the one who is... He's kind of at the center of all of the stuff in the movie and the stuff that, that people like and don't like um, about the film. So, I mean, you sort of feel the hatred for his character 
and but you also kind of get sucked into his redemption stories. But I think Willem Dafoe is closer to Sam Rockwell than any of the other. Really? I think they all have like a good kind of like second person like in the in the running that it could be an okay. upset for any of them. And really for any of them with like the second person, um, I'd be perfectly happy with them with them winning as we move forward. But yes, I think Willem Dafoe is kind of the the dark horse. Yeah, in, and uh, there there are upsets in this category. I'm thinking about Alan Arkin over Eddie Murphy in Little Miss Sunshine. I mean, that mm-hmm. was kind of a an upset, and um, it's happened to. I always feel like this one kind of has a either a, a lock or an upset. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going with lock with Sam Rockwell. Okay. So actress in a supporting role, we have Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Allison Janney, I Tanya, Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. This is a fantastic category. There's a lot of really, really good actors in it. Mm-hmm. I ultimately went with Allison Janney. I did too. Um, but I just, we can't forget about Laurie Metcalf. Oh, I would be so happy if she She won. was incredible in Lady Bird. She was. She was great. And it's so funny because Allison Janney is sort of, I didn't get it, it wasn't on any of our lists, so I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but she manages to sort of shine in a movie that is just full of great performances like everybody in that movie is so good and so funny and so interesting and yet she's the one who stands out and is getting all this buzz and what well, was written for her well it was fantastic yeah it was great yeah. the bird ate food out of her ear like yep. that should be that that's a winner right there I think. <laughs> go ahead okay uh it's weird that i feel that it seems odd to me that actor is before actress. But you know what? It's 2018. We're going to go with it. An actress is going to come. It's going to go after actor. Time's up, actors. Yes. Okay. Actor <laughs> in a leading role. Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. And I picked Gary Oldman. Hmm. Darkest Hour. I did too. Yeah. Again, another well-deserved award. It was a good role for him. He needed this sort of performance if he was going to win an Oscar. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't w- typically do things that are gonna. Yeah, he get doesn't do a lot of like prestige pictures, and he doesn't do these movies that really get noticed. But he's super memorable in like The Professional and The Fifth Element and yeah. the Batman trilogy, and so he's just great in everything. So it's yep. nice to see him finally get academy award winner gary oldman next to his name um but i don't know if it would be like oh i i don't want to give it for this movie but oh we'll just give it to him and sort of think of it as like a lifetime achievement almost danity lewis is a real wild card here i will say it doesn't seem like he has the buzz though no and that's the thing because again we were talking about a little bit yesterday but it's sort of the curse of the amazing filmmaker or a curse of the curse of the amazing in that when he does something so incredible as his performance in phantom thread you just don't you go okay well yeah of course he's gonna be great look at him he he does that all the time yeah i think he's i think he's really great in it um but people don't really seem to maybe just the people didn't like phantom thread i don't know it's not maybe it didn't come out maybe it's too came out too late like there's a sweet spot that tends to be stuff that's happening and uh 
But he, but Oldman definitely had the showier performance, and Dan Lewis is a little more subdued. Yeah. Same thing with Timothy Chalamet. That I guess is like the dark horse in that one is that they think that Timothy Chalamet could get it if for some reason it doesn't go to Gary Oldman, yeah. which like he also did a he did a great job. So you know. Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah. I would be happy with. I mean, with any of these guys winning, really. So we have Best Actress in a Leading Role, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep for The Post. Good old Meryl Streep Who? for The Post. Uh, you know, the Wright Brothers' mom. <laughs> oh, right. That oh, means... right. Her. Yes. Up in the air. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I went with Frances McDormand. So did I. So she's really great in this movie. Like it kind of gets lost in the backlash with all the the racial stuff, and the movie is a, a bit polarizing now that it's coming to the end of award season. Which, but she's won a lot of the major awards leading up to the Oscars. Like she won the SAG Awards, she won the Globes, she won the yeah. BAFTA. Really, the movie's all about her. So I think she's gonna get it. I would love if Sally Hawkins got it. Get my no, personal she, vote. Yes, she. Yes, they both. They both did a great job, and I also think that Frances McDormand will get it. But it would be great if Sally Hawkins won. You know, she doesn't get to speak. I mean, she does get to sing a little bit, but most of her performance is completely silent, and she has to get across so much anger and frustration, and you know, wanting for love and all that mm-hmm. stuff without being able to say anything. Yeah, no, it's just a great. It's job. great. That's my favorite performance of the year. So what's next? We got okay. two left. Director, uh, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. And I picked Guillermo del Toro. So did I. Yeah. So we aren't gonna be. We are gonna match up on a lot of these. It seems like a, another legacy award. I, guess I think. So. Yeah. I was assuming that you were going to pick Get Out for Best Picture, but we'll get there, I suppose. Wow, I really did not think our list was going to be so similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nolan would be a, would be interesting. I think he could be a factor because the Academy does love a war movie, but Del Toro has won pretty consistently a lot of the awards, Globes, um, Directors Guild, so... He has, and he's great. Well-deserved. He's, he's great. Yeah. Well-deserved. So Best Picture... We've got Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I picked The Shape of Water. <laughs> so did I. Because, okay, <sighs> and I want, to, I want to go on record as saying that if Get Out wins Best Picture, I will still be vindicated because I had said that. Three months ago. No, you've been you've been I've pushing been it. I'm really drum. surprised that you decided to go with the shape of water right now. I'm only going with it, like you said, because of the because if we're tra- if you're trying to win your Oscar pool, if you're trying to mm-hmm. pick the eventual winner, the shape of water is the boring, safe choice. Whereas, Get Out is the more exciting. Maybe a movie like Moonlight winning. You would think would preclude this from not winning, but I would go the other direction and say a movie like Moonlight winning last year means that this movie could win this year. That's yeah. what I think. That's what I, I think. Get out, but it wouldn't surprise me if they come in and and just sneak in and upset, and then we're okay, great. But if you're trying to win 
I would say probably go with the safe choice because you have one year of Moonlight and the Academy sort of breaking from tradition as opposed to the 89 other years when they maybe didn't. Yeah. So I'd say if you want to win, go Shape of Water, but I wouldn't surprise me if Get Out went. People are also seeing like they're picking three billboards. Like are they're they're debating between like three billboards in the Shape of Water and then it's like, well, it's possible that um, like Dunkirk or Get Out could could win. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. Go I, with your gut. Go with your heart. I was picking between so. three billboards in the shape of water, and it's it's really tough to kind of yeah. choose you, what. You sort of have to stake your claim in the ground, and with one of them, it seems like. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Do you have any lasting thoughts? I hope. Uh, plugs? Yeah, I got plugs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Star Wars The Last Jedi comes out on digital download on March 13th, and then it comes out on Blu-ray on March 27th. So just make sure you go and spend your money on Star Wars. We want to make sure that, yeah, maybe get some money. And uh, Baby Driver is out now for digital, on digital and uh, Blu-ray. So I just want to make sure I get that out there. Great. I'm, I'm really glad that you did. Yeah. So I hope that this helped you a little bit, at least figure out where our headspace is and figure out, get yourself into your own headspace to uh, try to dominate your Oscar party. And we hope uh, you've enjoyed this little short quickie episode of MPN. And uh, enjoy the award show, everybody. Bye.